0: Hey, it is great to be back in front with you guys here at Harvest Bible Chapel. I'm excited to be preaching. And, uh, and yeah, we serve an awesome God. Amen. Amen. And, uh, so today, Hey, today's Palm Sunday, Palm Sunday. And so Palm Sunday was a couple thousand years ago. Uh, this is Jesus coming into Jerusalem and the palms are being waved and thrown down in front of him, and he's being worshiped. And they're like, that guy's awesome. And, uh, They didn't really know who he was exactly. They didn't catch King of the Universe, uh, God Almighty, uh, but they thought he had something of hope for them, and they worshipped him. And so I thought today what we would do is spend a little time talking about worship, uh, but let's put it in context, uh, worship in crisis. All right? What does it look like to be in the midst of trouble and struggle and pain and hurt or fear? And keep my prayer on track and keep my worship on track with Him. That's what we're going to be looking at today. It sort of applies to my last five or six weeks. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I thought I'd bring a, little, bring a little bit of reality on where we've been and what we've learned. A passage that uh, we spent some time in that blew me away personally. And uh, really uh, helped me simplify where I was going to be going with life in those next weeks. Um, so, to help get it started, I thought maybe I'd introduce you to a little bit of what happened to me in the last five or six weeks, and uh, we'll do it with a top three kind of thing. All right? So, uh, top three uh, gross things that happened to me in the last five weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going there. <laughs> top three gross things. All right? First one's not that bad, but you know what? A picture's worth a thousand words, so let's just go ahead and throw it up. This was, uh, kindly posted by my wife on Facebook. I appreciate all your comments. <laughs> Thank you for the comments about the shapely legs. I understand it was completely sarcasm. And, uh, you know what? These robes, I don't know if you know this, but these robes were made, uh, they weren't made for modesty. They were made for access. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? And, uh, never do you find that out more than when it's like two in the morning and it's the first time you're getting up out of bed and, uh able to be able to move without holding on to something else or someone else. And as you're moving towards the bathroom, the nurse is behind you, closing that robe up. Like, cover up, man! You know what I mean? And, uh, hey, these robes were... Uh, they're handy. I'm sure they serve a great purpose. And uh, anyway, let's move on. All right, so the second one. Uh, you know what? Let's throw the second picture up. So... Um, you know what? You need to understand that, uh, so a lot of you don't even know, you're like, I don't get it. How can it be three weeks later and you just got done with brain surgery and, and uh, well, part of it is because of how they go in, all right? They went in through the nose, all right? It's called transphenoidal, uh, for those of you who are nurses or doctors or in any other kind and you're writing down what happened. Transphenoidal. So they go up through the nose, through the sinus walls, to the back, and then they go up and they take a part of the skull out and that gives them access up into the pituitary and... And uh, then they pull the tumor out from there, watching out for optic nerves and uh, carotid artery and pituitary gland and all the rest as they pull out very carefully and uh, leave your nose a little tender for the next few weeks. You know what I mean? And uh, so what that is, is is they call it a, a gauze mustache. They put it on underneath and it's meant to catch all the stuff that's come because all the wounds are not outside, they're inside, right? And so it drains down through the nose and so you get a lot of blood running down and so that gauze mustache is meant to capture all that blood running out. So every hour or two, we'd have to tear the tape off. That was fun. Tear the tape off and, and then retape down a new, uh, gauze mustache. So, uh, yeah. So the next day they're like, Hey, you're free to go. And, uh, we're releasing you. And, uh, the room is still spinning on me, right? I'm still kind of dizzy. And uh they're like, by the way, just a few things to keep in mind. Uh, so first of all, no sneezing or coughing. I didn't know those were choices. <laughs> Doesn't that just happen? And so they're like, so get this now: if you're going to sneeze, it's not a chew, it's a cha. A cha opens up your mouth and it takes the pressure off the sinuses. All right. So I'm practicing the whole way out. Cha. 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 Right. And uh, and they're like, oh, and by the way, uh, if you have a clear liquid running down your nose or down your throat. Uh, Probably brain fluid, get right to the ER. That's a bad thing. (laughs) Why are you releasing me? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, uh, praise God, none of that stuff happened. Um, so as we're being released in my dizziness and my watching out for, uh, runny noses and all the rest, um, we end up getting to the hospital or to the hotel. And they said, by the way, uh, you got to make sure you don't get the blood clotting in the legs because that can run up to the lungs or the heart. And so you had to keep moving every hour or two. And so my wife would take me for a little walk down the hotel lobby hallway. And uh, and I'm walking, you know, I'm holding onto to her, gripping her neck kind of tight because I'm wobbly a little bit. And I'm walking slowly and, uh, and the room's still spinning a little. And we're taking our walks to keep the blood flowing, right? And I've got the mustache gauze on and it's caking up with blood. And, and these kids were running around. Uh, basketball team was in town for some kind of competition and they're running around they're like hey Billy have me, have me. <laughs> like they just saw Lecter Hannibal Hannibal Lecter whatever his name is Silence of the Lambs you know blood all over the thing and I'm like is she captive or is she helping him you know what I mean yeah Good time. Good time. All right. So that's the uh, top two. Third one is really bad. So there's no pick for it. You're just going to use your mind. And then if it's gross to you, that's your fault. All right. And so, you know what? Sometimes that blood runs down, uh, runs down the throat instead. And so as you're talking at, you kind of, and you have to cough up a blood clot. And, uh, so we were getting in the van to come home and, uh, I'm climbing in and, uh, Candace Claffenstein was in front. She came to be with Jana in the uh, waiting room and then to help drive home and she was sitting up front and I'm talking I'm like, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> and so she hands me a cup. And so I spit into the cup, this blood-clad, and I set it down into a kind of a makeshift cup holder there. And uh and Beck, you you know what's coming. <laughs> Jana backs up the van a little fast and turns the corner and the cup tips. Yeah, did you know that blood clots roll? <laughs> roll, dude, rolled all the way over, went down into the stow and go. <laughs> Welcome to my world. All right, so hey, just a little humor to get it started. You know, God's taken us on a journey. There's been a lot of struggle with it, but there's been a lot of victory in it. And it's been neat to see what he's been doing. And um, love, love, love the process we've been through, uh, mountaintop, mountaintop experience, and uh, life-changing. And uh, we're excited for where we're going now, and uh, so appreciate all of you guys and the support along the way. We'll talk about that more as we go along here, all right? Enough of the gross stuff. Let's talk about some God stuff. How do I handle, how do I process theologically in the middle of crisis? Lord, what do I do about my prayer? And how does that go in the midst of struggle? Turn with me, if you will, to Mark 14. 32 we got ushers coming forward they got bibles in their hands if you need a bible just raise your hand they'll get one to you mark 14 starting in verse 32 the ushers will get to you all right just keep your hand raised it's important to have a bible we're going verse by verse through this all right all right steps to pray in crisis just so you know prayer is one of your most strong worship expressions all right so number one partner have some trusted, mature friends who join with you in prayer. Have some trusted, mature friends who join with you in prayer. Partner. We'll start in verse thirty-two. It says, and they went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, "Sit here while I pray." And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. Jesus had with them his disciples. It just says, let's go back to the beginning, verse 32. They went to a place called Gethsemane. Uh, This is a garden. Uh, It's in the evening. It's in that nighttime hours. He's able to get away. He's escaping away to a God moment. And for those of you who've been in your struggles, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Whether it be two in the morning... When you're sitting there uh, or whenever it is that you're wrestling with what's going on and the impending nature of what's coming is hitting you a little harder in that moment. You're getting away to your place. He had his disciples with him, the 12. He said, sit here while I pray. Not a lot of requests to them. He's just asking, sit. All right. All right. It says, and he took with him Peter, James, and John. Three that were much closer. Three that were much stronger. Three that he could lean upon. Three that he was trying to teach something to. A lot of different things going on with why he chose those three. But he's working with Peter, James, and John. He brings them a little further. The three out of the twelve. And notice what it says. He began to be greatly distressed and troubled. Jesus Christ. He began... To be greatly distressed and troubled. There is no sin in being distressed and troubled. Uh, Being anxious is a different thing. That's like God doesn't have it. But grasping what's coming and having a real view to it. There's nothing wrong with that in the world. Distressed and troubled. That's who Jesus Christ is. In the midst of what's going on He has clothed himself with humanity And he is experiencing fear Of a real kind It's the I don't want to go through the pain of It's the I can't believe the whipping And the mockery And the carrying carrying of the weight of sin That is about to come on me That's Christ And it says he's distressed and troubled I have to tell you When I was reading through this passage, that moment, that little verse distressed and troubled me because I'm like, really, is that theologically possible that God is distressed and troubled and hear this, he clothed himself in humanity and Hebrews four talking about him being our great and high priest experiencing what we do. He understands what it means to go. This load's going to be big and, and it's okay to be distressed and troubled. Just don't turn a left. And go down anxious way. Do you know what I'm saying? It's still in God's hands. But I get the gravity of what's coming. Completely legitimate. It says, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. Wow. Uh, The word soul in the Greek often referred to that part that was very aware of what self was about to go through not selfish like sin, but I'm aware of what's going on and what I'm about to go through. And my soul aware of what the flesh is going through and aware of what I'm about to carry even unto death Uh, in more ways than one. Please remain here and watch. Uh, The word watch means to be attentive and prayerful. Okay, watch both spiritually and physically watch out for the people that are looking out for us But more than that watch spiritually prayerfully Uh, call for friendship to partner So hey a couple things we can learn in this scripture and we're going to learn a ton from jesus and how he prays Uh, Please also learn not to be like the disciples All right, and uh, we're going to see that coming up a lot Uh, so everybody say not like the disciples, all right? Let's make sure we grasp that. Uh, But Jesus is rallying some friends around. I can tell you this, John and I are absolutely blown away with the friendship support in this body. With how you guys rallied around us and our family. How you rallied with notes and emails and stuff on Facebook and things dropped off at the home for meals and and going to listen to our kids play in concerts when we couldn't be there because we were up north in Rochester. And, and wow, just amazed. Thank you so much. That you were not like the disciples, and that you were here for us in a tough time. And God used you huge. We're in awe. We're in awe of our God and how he stirred in you, all right? Appreciate it. Prayer and watching. What's that even look like? I'm not even sure I get prayer, Tim. I'm not sure I understand. Sovereign God has everything in control. Then why am I even praying if he's going to do what he's going to do? And help me understand prayer. And, And let's get this right. Prayer is not to get. My God is good. Not because he answered yes with the tumor. My God is good. Amen. And, and hey, we're still waiting to hear. We don't know what's going on with the hormones. And that might be never that that gets healed. And my God is good. And that's where we stand. And uh, so what's it look like to pray? And the best way I could do it is give an analogy. And so I'm going to use an analogy I used a couple years back. But um, here we go. So uh, 2011. 2011. Uh, World Series. Cardinals are in the World Series. It's game six. That is so sad, you guys. I remember 11. That was awesome. What a great year. 2011 Cardinals. And uh, hey, I'm learning to become a Cardinals fan. Um, I'm not a good student, but I'm learning. And uh so you know what, it's game six and I'm watching it and I'm trying to be excited for them. Like, this is cool. Let's watch it. And it's bottom of the ninth and, and they're down and Dave freeze steps up and, and just rips. I think it was a triple ends up getting a couple people in game tied. Ninth is now tied up. They're going into extra innings. This is exciting, man. They need this game to continue the world series. And, and I've got the remote in my hands and, and, um, and I fell asleep. I did. I fell asleep, man. And I woke up, the bottom of the 11th, everybody's cheering. They're going nuts. And that same guy, David freeze is running around third base and he's hitting third base. As I wake up and the stadium noise is crazy. He takes off his helmet and he throws it between his legs. Do you remember that picture? Like he throws it between his legs and he jumps into his guys at home plate as all of the Cardinals are around him. The stadium's going nuts. And I'm like, what happened? like, <laughs> right. okay. Different viewpoint. Uh, the guy sitting in the box seats at the stadium, right? And she's like, come on, baby. Come on, baby. And as he makes contact with that ball and it starts to launch 420 feet as it's going yard and he stands up like, oh, 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 yeah, baby, right? That's prayer. Like you are sitting in the moment in the box seats and you're ready to watch God go yard with whatever he's doing and you will not miss a thing. My God's got this in hand. That's prayer. Prayer is not, I shoot something up and I walk away and I have no idea what happened. I'll catch up later on Facebook. Prayer is, God, I'm in this and I want to see you move in this and I'm ready to watch you move like never before. Your glory, Lord. Your glory. That's what I want to see. And God always goes yard with that. Always home run watch him move. It's amazing what he's doing. And sometimes yes. And sometimes no. And sometimes wait, but always yard. That's our God because the job is not comfort for us. We're not praying to get our way. It's not about getting it's about his glory. And sometimes he asks us to go through things And sometimes he asks us to hang on things and wait. And sometimes he says yes right there in the moment. And never is it about his answer. It's always about his glory. Prayer. I want to be box seats for my king doing his thing. Prayer. That's what we're talking about. All right. So partnering. Hey, when we call this body to prayer, when we say we believe firmly in the power of prayer, our request is simply this. Get in the box seats and get ready to watch God work. Pray alongside of people you know hurting. Long for them and watch God show his glory. Show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory. All right. Number one is partner. Number two, pray. Call out to God. Be worshipful, specific, and leave it all in his feet. Pray. Call out to God. Be worshipful, specific, and leave it all at his feet. This is a huge deal. It says, and going a little farther, he fell on the ground, he, Jesus, fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Have you ever been so taken by your struggle that it literally drops you? You don't have the strength and you just collapse into a couch, on a chair, on the ground, whatever it might be. That's what Jesus is going through. He's feeling the weight of the world as he's about ready to carry the sin of the world. And he drops to his knees on the ground. And let's just evaluate his prayer now. Watch this prayer. I'm telling you, if you want to understand prayer, you check this prayer. This is where it's all at. Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Abba, Father. He starts with worship. Phenomenal prayer. Power prayer. It starts with worship. Who are you, God? And and Abba, it means daddy. That's what it means. It's like the name you would use when you run to jump in the lap. When you're three years old and you jump in the lap of and you're like, daddy. And that's what he's using. And he's speaking of God, the father, my daddy, who's got it all in hand. And you know exactly what I'm going through. Abba, father. That's his first worship. Second worship. He says, you can do anything, right? All things are possible for you. You are all powerful. The big 90 cent word, you are omnipotent. Omni, all, potent, powerful. You are all powerful. Anything you can do. I know it. And that's why I worship you and praise you. That's our job. Is to grasp the character and the attributes of God. Remember we went through the awestruck series. It's like going down through those things and saying, Lord, this is what I'm so awed by. And find what it is in your life that hits you right where you are. About his character worship him over that and then he goes very specific Uh, anybody that ever told you don't pray specifically because that's getting presumptuous is wrong look at what Jesus says remove this cup from me please Lord please Father And, and as Jesus is praying now he literally is saying this hey if I could not go to the cross that would be okay could we do that? Uh, uh, no whipping, and 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 no mocking, and no weight of sin of whole world. Maybe a new plan has unfolded, and I'm good to hear that. And so my prayer is, not that cup. And, and there's nothing wrong with praying that. Is in the midst of where you're at in your crisis, seeing what it would look like for that crisis to be lifted, and praying accordingly. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Christ prayed it, and we know he's sinless. Take this cup from me. Now here comes the catch. But not what I will, but what you will. I lay it all at your feet. I'm putting it in your hands, God, and whatever you do. Not my will be done, your will be done. And I'm willing for whatever you call me through to be the plan. From my narrow perspective, I can see that this is not going to be fun. And I'm okay with that. If that's where you call me through, then I go with it. Because it's all about your glory. And so, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. That's his prayer. Wow. No greater prayer than here's our specific prayer. Healing, Lord, and complete. But your will be done. And whatever you call me through, I'm with you. And and I'm not mad and I'm not shaking a fist. That's pathetic. I'm with you. You're my God and I'm holding on. So this is my insight and my request. But you know everything and I know very little. May you be glorified. All right. Let's just take a little bit of a veer off here and answer a question because some of you are dying to ask it. What? God the Father has a will and Jesus Christ has a will and they don't match up. Can you help me with that a little bit, Tim? And so let's just take a couple seconds to answer a little bigger word, a 90 cent word here, Christology. Okay, ology, study of Christ. And so what's going on with this? So a couple things to note. First, Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Got some verses for that? Absolutely. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was? little bigger. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was? That's right. And uh, Hebrews 1, 3, he is the exact representation of? God. Okay? Philippians 2, 6, he is equal with God. Colossians 2, 9. He is the fullness of the deity dwelling in him. He has the fullness of the deity dwelling in him. Jesus is fully God and fully man. Okay? He is God. God the Father expresses his will over the top of. And God the Son is allowing a level of submission there. But what's the deal with the difference in wills? And this is the best way to understand it. Ephesians, or I'm sorry, Philippians 2 7. Philippians 2 7 says that he emptied himself. By becoming a man. He emptied himself and we got to be really careful here. Some people will be like, so that means he became not God. Uh, and that is not true. Everybody's saying not, not true. I agree with you. Not true. Uh, that is not what it means. It doesn't mean he gave up his Godhead or his capability to be God at all. Think of it more like this. Imagine you have a, a, a world-class sprinter. He can run the hundred meters in nine, nine flat. The dude just knocks it out. And and we take that world-class sprinter and we're at a picnic and it's time to do a three-legged race. And so he takes himself and he straps him next to a 48-year-old guy who just had brain surgery. (laughs) You think he's a little slower? Probably, right? And uh, unless there's some things about me you don't know, he's slower, right? And, And so we lock arms together and our legs are strapped together and we run at a different pace and, and it's not that his capability is gone. You unhook him from me, and he's running a 9 right? But strapped to, and that's the same with Christ. He is strapped in a three-legged race with his Godhead hooked with humanity. And in that three-legged race hooked with humanity, it's not his capability that's given up, but he has willingly limited some of his power. And one of those things is Jesus saying, You know what? I don't know everything in this moment Looked to humanity. Do I have the capability? Yes. But I willingly set it down that I might walk with humanity. And in that moment, he is looking up to God the Father and saying, My narrow perspective sees it this way. But I long for your perspective, God. Your will. Nothing more. Nothing less Else. Amen. That's what's going on here. God the Son being a wonderful example and a high priest for us as He took on some limitation, but not a loss of capability. All right. So the prayer is clear. Worship, be specific, and then lay it all in His hands and trust Him for His will. Are we clear? Worship. Be specific and then lay it all in his hands and trust him and his will. Jesus then gets up and he came and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The call here is for friends to get what's going on. Notice he says, watch and pray that you might win over temptation. Hey, you want a recipe for beating temptation? Hit your knees. Prayer. And letting him know where you're at and longing for him to have his way. We don't pray when we lose sight of God's grandeur. When we lose sight of his greatness. We don't pray when we lose sight of the gravity of a problem that's going on for a friend. Or a family member. They do not get that the almighty king of the universe is about ready to take on the sin of the world. And they're like, I don't get what's going on. And I'm, a, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. And they missed it. The grandeur of the gravity. Not getting the goal either of its his glory. That's what it looks like for us to hang in there with him. You know, these guys were not getting it. They missed it completely. And hey, I just want to tell you this. Uh, my prayer has taken a whole new level of growth in the last six weeks. And um, nothing like a crisis to wake you up. And uh, we've had some power prayer moments. Some moments where it was me alone with God. You know, when we were told uh, the tumor might take your eyesight if you don't get it done fast and or carefully. Uh, the tumor's touching the carotid and... This is a dangerous surgery. And uh, you may never get your pituitary back or energy back. It could mean loss of job. It could mean loss of sight. It could mean, we don't know what it means. Those moments were uh, wild moments to stand before God and just say, I'm good with this. And uh, as I stopped one afternoon about two o'clock and just turned my hands upward, And said, Lord, I love you. And uh, you've got it going. And I worship you for eternity. My prayer is total healing. But I want you to know this, God. If four and a half years at Harvest Peoria is it and it's done. Then I hand it over to you for your glory. And if it means I can't see anymore, then I hand it to you for your glory. Whatever you want done, Lord, I'm in. And I don't care what comes next. If your glory is revealed, you've got to be kidding me. Your will. Nothing more. Nothing less. Nothing else. Amen. Amen. And I'm walking away from that. Those are some powerful prayer moments to hand it over to God. And then whatever he does, he does. And uh, I love that I'm back here today. And uh, we serve an awesome God who knows what he's doing. Lay everything you've got in his hands and trust him. Like I said, the answer was yes to the tumor. The answer is hang on for the pituitary and the hormones and the rest. It could be pills for life, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, That's in the next three to six months and that's up to God and I don't care. And God gets the glory. And that's where we are. So here's my question. What are you going through? What do you need to hand over to Him and His will right now? What are you struggling with and wrestling with that distracts regularly? And it's pounding at your door. It's time to give it to him right here, today, now. Lord, I'm done fighting. I worship you. I have a specific request. And now I watch you work your will. What is it you need to give over? Make sure you got that before we move on. All right. All right. Number three. Pray again. Pray again. Continue to keep yourself humble and expectant. Notice what happens. It says, And again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. I cannot emphasize that enough. Do not feel like your prayer is cheap because it's the same prayer you had yesterday. Christ's model. Same prayer over and over again as you bring it to him There is an element of you saying enough of me and and all of you And it does not cheapen it that in the next minutes or hours you're back to him saying enough of me And and all of you and and that's where we're at Lord you have control And regularly I will be coming to you and my prayer will be the same words. And you will have your way in this world and nothing will distract me. And I will pray again and again and again and again. Because my God has his way in this world and he's going yard with it. And I want to be box seats as he does his thing. That's what it looks like. To make sure God's got it. Unfortunately, Jesus has a similar experience with the disciples. Which he will not have with our disciples. Amen? Amen. That was a weak amen, but we'll take it. (laughs) And again he came and found them sleeping. For their eyes were very heavy and they did not know what to answer him. Can you imagine? Jesus walks back in and he's been sweating like drops of blood is what it says in Luke, right? Big, heavy drops splashing on the ground. He's putting his angst into these prayers. And as he's longing for it, he comes back and they're sound asleep. And he walks in and it kind of goes like this. And, and they're like, we, well, I, we, um, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. That's it. It doesn't take words here. They didn't know what was going on because they were not catching his grandeur, the gravity of the situation, the goal at hand. They were missing it. And they laid off. And they missed praying for Christ in his hour of pain. Let's not be those disciples in this body for our people, for Jeff Mulich and Sherry and their family were diagnosed with Jeff has a brain cancer and a tumor that was surgically operated on on Friday and they're trying to figure out where it's at with pathology and be praying for that family and longing for them man we got a partner in huge ways it says and he came a third time and said to them that means he went away again to pray and came back again with the repeated prayer and uh it's a bummer Jesus didn't have better partners. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Just be very careful. When God has not answered, he's calling us to wait and watch. All right? Those two words are huge. Wait and watch. What does watch look like? It means to be prayerful. It means to come back with the same words and the same prayer and long for God to be moving. To be prayerful and watchful in it. Wait and watch. Do not leave your box seats. Don't be the guy that left the game in the eighth inning because it looked like the Cardinals were going to lose. Don't be that guy. And prayerfully be in this thing to the end that God might have his way. And that you're there to see it all. And worship him in his glory. You know, all I can tell you is, I was talking with Jeff before he went into the surgery, and uh, one last time, and I said, Jeff, these words, this is all I could say. You might find this in crisis, less words. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, as I got closer to the surgery, less words. And the morning that we were going over to the surgery from the hotel and we prayed one more time before we left, I took my wife and I held her close and all I had was two words. You. And, uh, and whatever. And let's go. Amen. And, and your words will get less. And that's okay, because you have partners, and they're praying for you like crazy. And that's what it looks like to be a team in prayer. And less words, same God, and His will being had. I said to Jeff, man, for me it was your will. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Amen. Amen. And we saw him afterwards and we were talking to him after the surgery that went pretty well. And, uh, and he said, man, all I could say was your will and nothing else. And that's what happens. Condenses fast to a couple words. That's okay. And pray with more angst than you've ever prayed in your life. That's okay. And God's working with you. Fish shaking does not get it done. Clear? Fish shaking does not get it done. We worship our God, and we let him have his way with us and see what's going on, that he might be glorified. All right. Pray and pray again. Last one. Engage willingly. Whatever the sovereign God ordains, accept openly. Engage willingly. Whatever the sovereign God ordains, and accept openly. Listen to what Jesus says. It is enough. The hour has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let us be going. See? My betrayer is at hand. Jesus Christ praying. And here's what he says. The answer is come. The answer is. No. Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ prayed and got the answer. No. Do you understand that? Praying is not to get the answer yes. Praying is to make sure my will is aligned with his. The end. And God, your will be done. And I'm here to see you go yard. And Jesus Christ saying, the answer was no, boys. Pack it up. Rise. Let us be going. By the way, that doesn't mean run. That's not what it means. It means we're going to walk over to him. And hand ourselves over. Because that's God's will. Here we go. God the Father has spoken. And he moves and puts himself in place. Engage willingly in what God calls you to. No fist shaking. Yes means yes. No means no. And wait means pray. Do you know what I'm saying? In the wait you continue to pray. In the yes and no. You stand up. And you walk through what God's called you to. And we give him all the glory. That's power prayer on a journey. I can't tell you more exasperatingly how to do that than to just walk this passage. This verse has rocked me. Worship, be specific, put it all in his hands. And when he answers, rise and walk through what he's called you to. That's the journey of prayer. And... Uh, we've been praying we're praying family in that regard but man are we praying differently now here's the deal I want to make sure that these last minutes here and we're going to take eight or so minutes where we're going to spend some time praying here and and praying alone yes and praying together I'm going to ask the elders to come on up I'm going to have some elders up here and the worship team as well don't we have all you guys come up and uh, we're ready to partner right here, right now. And if you're going through something, it's time to be praying together. If you're going through something hard, we have elders up front and we want to be praying with you. Come forward and let's lay it on. We will be worshiping. We'll, we will we'll be, We will be specific. Wow, can't say those words. We will be specific and we will absolutely be looking for his will. That's our prayer, all right? We're longing for God to be glorified in this moment. Let's just open up in prayer here. Let's all go to prayer. Father God, Lord, we worship you. We celebrate you. We honor you. You are king. And you have us. Lord, thank you that you can do anything. Take time now to worship Him where you are. Ask right now, if you've got something going on in your life, huge, and you want to be prayed for, do me a favor. Come down front. All right. Come to the elders right now. Let's pray. Don't worry about what people are thinking about you. I have to step past some people. Who cares? They're going to be standing in a second for worship anyway. Come on down. All right. Come on down. Let's pray together. I know there's stuff going on in this body. It's time for us to partner with all we've got. Let's bring it together. Man, Love it. We have people to partner. Keep on coming. If you have stuff going on, we want to pray with you. You might have physical things going on that are tough. Now's the time to pray. You might have family things going on, relationships, prodigal children. Lord, what's going on with my children? I long for them to come to know you. Job. Lord, I don't know what's happening with my job and I'm lifting it before you. Let's just pray. Continue to pray, partnering. Whatever's going on up front, whatever's going on where you're at, I'm just going to ask this. There are people who are saying, you know what, I'm not coming forward, it's okay. But do me this. If you're struggling, if you're hurting physically, if you're hurting spiritually, if you're hurting emotionally, stand where you are. Please just stand. I know we've got it all over this body. Just stand where you are. We're praying and partnering together. And we're going to pray for you where you are. Just go ahead and stand. And we'll pray for you there. Man, Right where you're at, if you need prayer, we will partner, we will pray, and we will pray again. we call upon you to move in this place now. Have your way with this body, Lord. We worship you as King of kings and Lord of lords, creator of the universe, God Almighty. Everything in your hands. You can do anything. Jehovah Rapha, healer, Lord, we call upon you now. And we ask for each person here as they stand. Lord, may you touch them in a mighty way. May you make yourself known in a mighty way. Father, we love you. And we want to see you move in this place. Your glory. That's our prayer. Not our comfort but you as king. And may each one that is standing, may each one who is currently sitting and in struggle, Lord, may you touch this place mightily. And Lord, we look for you to go yard. Your glory, 100%. Stunned and in awe. We watch for you to work, Lord, sometimes with the answer yes, sometimes with the answer no. Always, that you be shown off in huge ways. Lord, we want to see your mercy. We want to see your grace. We want to see the whole of your character as you display yourself in this body. And we long for you now, Lord. Lord, I ask one last thing for so many struggling here. May you make your peace known. Lord, may you be present here like never before. We call for your spirit to move mightily In a deep breath May we sense your presence You have it all in hand Lord, one last prayer Your will Nothing more Nothing less Nothing else May you be worshipped in this place. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.